Carpe Diem Living, the podcast by Shane Gitmed, dives into the amazing realm of holistic medicine and natural healing methods that is known to be life-changing. She was once someone who struggled with chronic illnesses, severe allergies, and countless other diagnoses from doctors that she thought would never improve or be stuck with for life. She is here to share that through holistic and functional medicine, there are cures that do not require medication and hope that the body can heal. Her passion for finding answers through natural healing methods and herbs lead her to wanting to speak to experts in this field and speaking to those who found healing through holistic medicine. Here's your host, Shane Gitman. Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's episode on Carpe Diem Living, the podcast with your host, myself, Shane Gitmed. And today we have someone that I'm just blown away by right now. Her name is Shelly. And just a really fun fact, she's actually in the Himalayas. So crazy. Like, what in the world? So let's just dive in and hear about who Shelly is and what she does in the holistic field. (laughs) Hi. Well, I'm living in the Himalayas for nearly... 40 years going back and forth. And I was very interested in meditation. And I came to find a meditation master sitting on the mountaintop. And I sat down too (laughs) with my young son, who now is older and still here, and chose it as a way of life. So that's, that's pretty amazing. I remember... It was in the 1970s. I was, a, I was an elementary school teacher. I taught grade two. And my husband was in graduate school, and he came home one day, and he said that he saw a sign that said, improve your marks, learn to meditate. I was teaching in the inner city, and I thought, well, if it's going to work for him, <laughs> let's see what it does with these kids. And now this is the 1970s and people barely knew how to spell the word meditation and it was most definitely not a pedagogical technique (laughs) for improving children. So I spoke to my principal and we had a school psychologist. We did an experiment where the children meditated for three days a week and monitored it. Those children were at the end of the school year their marks had improved so much and their behavior had improved. And I remember talking to my principal and we said, I think meditation made those children smarter. So that became a kind of buzzword between us. And I went on to teach in many different situations. And I always carried meditation with me. I was in Montreal, where I'm from, and my husband was meditating with um, a group, and I was quite reluctant to go. I thought meditation was just something you did by yourself. And I went, and I remember I saw a picture of their teacher on the wall, and I walked over to it. It was as if a kind of deep calm came over me, and I felt like, oh, I'm home. That was it. I kind of, in that instant, I knew what my life 
was going to be. And I spent many years studying Vedanta philosophy and the theory and practice of meditation. And after feeling like I matured myself in like the field of education and then in the field of meditation, I put it all together. And I wrote a book on teaching meditation to children. And it's not just meditation because, well, meditation, actually, the word for it is dhyan yoga in Sanskrit, and it refers to the entire process of evolving the human being to the state of self-realization. So it's the state of bringing out your intelligence and your bliss and your delight. And that's your true nature. And in English, we called it the knower. And so when you connect with that essential nature of who you are, you find that place in you that's powerful and where your center comes from. The way that you find it, it's like you have your mind. Your mind is always changing. And because it's receiving all its input from the five senses, and from your experiences, from your family, your friends, and what happens in your daily life or what you watch on TV. And that's always changing. But the one who watches the changes, that one never changes. That one is eternal. It's unchanging. It's kind of like if you take the mind and you look at it as if it were like a camera. And, you know, you can take your camera and you can focus it on anything. The camera can develop the picture, it can be a movie camera, but the camera can't know what's beyond itself, meaning that the camera or the mind, the camera can't know the photographer, the camera can't know who's taking the picture. So the mind is just that mechanism that it's like you put the senses in front of it and that's what it develops and that's what it experiences and that's what it knows. But when you connect with your real self, your knower self, then instead of the mind dragging you here and there, and from all that you learned, you can actually expand your vision by coming from your own center and your own self, and you can focus so you become the master of your mind rather than the slave. (laughs) Wow. No, that is so true. And I feel like in today's society too, I mean, you're lucky you're not in the US right now where it's just wild. (laughs) And it almost feels like a lot of the things that's going on, we feel like slaves to. That's why there's anxiety. That's why there's high stress. And it feels like you can't control, you know, and I was once someone who had really bad anxiety. And I just felt "Ah, like I can't like manage what I'm feeling. And I'm still on my journey when it comes to meditation, especially because I'm trying to find to get that consistency and, you know, doing it for longer periods. And I mean, I'm sure you can tell us more about, you know, meditating where it's not just like by yourself and I mean, with the kids, like I know I've, I did see articles recently where they're saying that, yeah, implementing this type of practice in schools will help kids Zen, you know, it'll help them relax. They don't have to be, you know, running around and, and I know it helps well, running around. Yes. But as far as like just managing, you know, what's going on in their minds, I know that's so important. 
and my son's three. And right now trying to meditate with him is not happening, but I'm sure as he gets older, I would love it if you have like a designated time, like we're going to sit, you know, in the calm, in the silence and just recollect ourselves. But that's, that's so wonderful that you did that in the seventies. Crazy. There's people that are barely just implementing in schools now. So in the seventies, you were teaching in Canada when you did this? Montreal. Montreal. Wow. Wow. Yeah. wow. It's not like it became a movement yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. And, and I had, and, and you know, I was lucky. I was in a wonderful school. It was a public school, but I had a great principal. And we had, I was, I was always lucky in my career in that way. And then I went and taught in a private school and they were equally as open. Wow. Wow. So, because they were starting to see the results. I remember a very interesting thing it, with that very first class because we did it like a study mm-hmm. with, with a psychologist. And we would notice that, and we did it, you know, we started off really slowly because, you know, you don't meditate for that long with children. It's, it's often better to do small bursts. Mm-hmm. So I remember I would find that after they'd meditate, they kind of, they're coming back into, you know, themselves. They would come back slowly. And I remember what I ended up doing with them was penmanship. I couldn't get into some kind of reading or math or, or anything like that because it required a certain kind of energy. Mm -hmm. And somehow we got into penmanship and they loved it because it was like, partly drawing mindlessly, Uh but they were developing their sort of eye-hand coordination. They were watching the formation of the letter, and that class, they had the best handwriting. Mm -hmm. So somehow, I always even associated meditation with writing. Wow. Wow. Because it is like just like letting it flow, whatever comes to mind. Because there's some people that like to stay really busy, like with their hands too. So I guess it does help them kind of focus. Yeah. Yeah. And then I used to have them sometimes just close your eyes for 30 seconds and they would do like journal or something and don't write right away. Just close your eyes and now open them and write. Wow. It's like a reset button. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's so great. And just, I mean, the fact that it makes the kids smarter, like I've never heard that in all this time. (laughs) Right. So I'm just like, Oh my gosh. Like, and now, especially with everyone's having to homeschool because of, you know, what's going on in the world and everyone's stuck at home. So even myself, I'm trying to find like a good balance on how can I get my son to focus on his school online and then he has homework, like we, we do reading and everything. And so I'm really trying to implement just anything that can help him just kind of reset before we do an activity. Because he's very high energy like I am. <laughs> so trying to get him to kind of like, okay, dude, focus. You know, it's it can be a challenge, but he means well. He just has a lot of fun all the time. <laughs> well, on my website, I have these little meditations. I call them smile meditations. Uh-huh. And I have this little character. And they're 30-second meditations for children. And there's a little character that comes on, and it always begins, close your eyes and put a smile on your face. And then you can watch the thoughts that come in your mind. Don't just be the watcher of them or watch your breath. They're all 
say something. And then at the end, I'll just say, and know that the one who's watching is your own self, the knower. And for 30 seconds, a child, they, they, you know, they feel very, you know, I can meditate. And, yeah. and next time, maybe it's 45 seconds. Yeah, it, it just gets longer and longer. If they enjoy just being still and silent, yeah. But the thing about meditation, especially the kind of meditation I'm speaking about, it's where you put your attention on the one who's watching. Mm-hmm. That kind of meditation, it centers them in a whole different kind of a way. Mm. Because what you're doing is instead of meditating for longer periods, if you just close your eyes for more often, because meditation is power builds on itself. Mm. So when you close your eyes, your mind, which is mostly going outward Mm -hmm. to you know what you see and what you hear and what you smell is all of a sudden going inward Mm -hmm. and so if you can focus on who's watching then you come to know that that is your intelligence and that's your delight and what happens is the mind gets influenced by that so when you open your eyes you're influenced by your own intelligence, by your own delight. Each time you do it, it cre- that's how it makes you smarter <laughs> and more in tune with who you are. Wow. Meditation has never been explained to me in this way. And I just kind of feel like, oh my gosh, this is a very deep, I mean, of course, you're an expert. You're a doctor of meditation, which is amazing. <laughs> like, of course, you know all of this. So how did you become a doctor of meditation? Well, okay, first I'll tell you, it's not that I haven't done, you know, those longer meditations for four to six hours. It's not that like I have, but it's something you really have to build your nervous system up for, mm-hmm. you know. Well, I'm at an institute and, and we were, I just, like, you know, we had to study. Of course. I studied Vedant philosophy and I had to learn Sanskrit. Mm-hmm. And I've been studying the Bhagavad Gita in Sanskrit. I find that these ancient scriptures, they have done such an investigation as to the nature of the human being, the nature of the mind, the nature of the investigation process of the mind to know itself. And so I'm seeing in talking to people in all over, like in the U.S. and in Canada and in Europe, I came to see that what is going on there is so much of what I've learned, but they're just using different names and words. Ah, okay. It's just I learned in a very classical way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was like, you know, a fish to water. <laughs> it was like, it was almost like I couldn't get enough. <laughs> right, right. And still even now, I know like if I need to really center myself, if something's really bothering me and I'll either, if I can't meditate and use ma- mantra always sort of seems to focus my mind and breath always focuses my emotions. Mm-hmm. But I would find when things really get tough going, I actually read Sanskrit and I'll read like, because I have to be so focused that I can't think of anything. Right, right. So if, if you, these, these are all tricks that we can use to 
still our minds so that they're not taking us here and there and over the hills and down the valleys because that's what they're meant to do. The senses, the mind and the body. And so when you when you watch it all, you can have it focus in the places that you want it to. And when you know that everything changes, then you know that what made you sad, mm-hmm. that's going to pass. It's going to change. You see your child is three. Yeah. And think about yourself when you were three. And then you grew up and you went to school and then you went to high school and then you became an adult and had a family. And then if somebody showed you a picture of who you were when you were three, there's nothing about you that's the same. Your body's not the same. Your mind's not the same. Your interests aren't the same. But who knows that that's you? Wow. <laughs> yeah. And that's you throughout. Right. Because I, I remember talking to my mom one day, and she's in her 90s now, and she go, you know, I don't feel old. Oh, she's a young woman. She, you know, she's not in the best of shape, but, but she would say, I don't, I still feel like I did when I was young. And I, and I said, mom, who you really are has never changed. And that's when you tune into your true nature, which is the knower. Wow. So we see it all around us. Yeah. That, that's that's, I love this explanation right now, especially like for me, it's funny because I feel like an old soul. Like I feel like I've always been just so like out of all the people I've ever known in my life, I always feel like I was just not like different, but I just, I just knew that I was like, I just was always like ahead of like my time. So it's, that's so funny that your mom feels so young. I wish I felt young. <laughs> yeah. And she's in her nineties, which is so crazy and wonderful. And she's back in Canada. Yes. Wow. Yes. Okay. She's in Montreal. So I, I, you know, I'm, I, well, certainly not this year, but. <laughs> yeah. So just everything going on. Right. My gosh. So I'm so curious. Okay. So you, you live in the Himalayas of India. What does like your self care practice look like? So from someone that really embodies meditation in their whole life. So how, yeah. What does that look like for you on a day to day? Like, do you meditate? Like, do you wake up at a certain time every day and meditate or throughout the day? Well, we used to meet in a hall, but we can't do that anymore. We're all institutes are closed. Right. So, and we've had people from around the world come to the institute. So we meet every day for two hours on zoom and people who've been here, they join and they have to join in our time zone. <laughs> yeah. Right. So everybody has their own practice on their own and, and their own study groups. And I'm sort of more particular studying the Gita. And I go for walks and I meditate during different moments and I write. So, you know, and I cook and now I have to clean. <laughs> laundry and my ironing (laughs) before you know it I'm off to bed right right that's a whole day right there my god it's like two days (laughs) I'm so curious like so with your son so he grew up with 
you already showing him meditation from the start when he was like a toddler kindergarten time frame? Yes, yes. Because I was doing this before, before he was born, he came to India and he's been practicing meditation his whole life. I've really seen, he made a choice in his life to hold this as a practice. He works for a studio. He does video editing. He got a degree in computer engineering, something. Wow. Like that, because you, I mean, you could do that here. And at the time he was able to do that. Right. But he would laugh because when I wrote my book on teaching meditation to children, he would laugh. He said, boy, was I the guinea pig. (laughs) That's so true. Oh my gosh. Because of course, like you basically did everything you knew regarding meditation with your son, and then you knew how to teach it to other parents. So, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I created like a whole program, like it's a curriculum. So it has like five main subjects. One subject is the philosophy. So it talks about the mind, the knower, and meditation. And then the next chapter is on breath, on the play of breath, so pranayama. And so it talks about how to align and teach children to align themselves with their own nature. And and everything's very, very simple. In fact, one of my friends does this course to her adult friends, like her, she teaches online. The next chapter or subject is sound and meaning. So it's about mantra. So I give Sanskrit mantras, but then how to develop a mantra. Because a mantra is something that brings you to a kind of higher moment in yourself. And so you can, you can have a mantra of your own choosing or in different languages. I have activities and games, like schooly activities and games. And that would be like the subjects. And then I have nine insightful stories. I used to collect lots and lots of stories. They deal with topics like how to deal with criticism. How do you deal with the mind that's always changing? How do you deal with opinions or friendships? There's one story about how is it that everybody can see something and be right, but they all see something different? And how is it that they can all be right? Wow. So in the implementation part, I have a story. And then it goes into like vocabulary, because I'm a sort of real schooly kind of gal. I, (laughs) I, I, I became a curriculum specialist. So, and I taught the ed courses, so I, I developed it in a very sort of schooly kind of way. And so each story will have like a theme to it, and then the kind of the vocabulary that you would develop, how to carry on a discussion, and then a whole list of discussion questions that would begin with very sort of simple linear questions, and then questions that, that really take you deep. I would do suggested meditations that go with the story. And then I go into each of the subjects, different breath exercises that, and how you relate them to the story. So I give about six of each and then mantras that relate to the story. Oh, Hatha Yoga, sorry, the Hatha Yoga, I forgot the body, the uh, exercises and how they relate to the story and then games and activities. It's a pretty full holistic program. And it's also kind of, it's fun to learn, but 
But it's also, I wished I had that when I was teaching, you know, because, you know, you can just take the book and open it up and like, you know, you have like half an hour and you have, you can sort of fill it without even doing a lesson plan. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of fun. I mean, it's great for moms. Yes. A friend of mine, her niece has the book and she went into her daughter's school and I think her daughter was in... She might have been eight years old, eight or nine. And she read one of the stories and did it with the teacher. And they did a whole afternoon. Wow. So that was, that was, it was really nice feedback to hear these little areas. Right. I love that it's a very like 360 view. Like it really does cover all the layers. And I'm one of those people when I'm trying to learn something, I want to know everything. Like I want to know from start to finish, everything in between. So you said it's great for moms. I believe you. I definitely need a copy of that. (laughs) And I'm sure so many other parents can use that, especially during this time, because I can't even tell you how many people are just panicking about homeschooling, trying to find the balance, you know, managing what's going on. So if they could find an activity book that would work for them and their families to just kind of keep any level of Zen, it would be amazing. So that's really, that's really, really great. So let's talk about your book. So you mentioned the book that you co-authored briefly earlier. So yeah, tell us more about that. There's a woman named Laura DeFranco, and I was taking writing classes with her. And if, if anybody's interested in writing, you could check out The Right Habit on Facebook. And I was taking this intuitive speaking and writing class from her. When the pandemic happened, she put together a group of us. We were 25, and we each wrote about a holistic approach. It's called The Ultimate Guide to self-healing techniques. And we each had a a different modality and we presented it. And the way that the book was, was we each had to write first our story. So something personal about how you came to your modality and then your tool. And the main thing was the people had to be able to do it at home without outside help, just going to your website or doing that. It was a wonderful book, and now a volume two is out. So now there's 50 <laughs> uh, different um, modalities. I think she's doing a third one. It's a wonderful, wonderful book if anybody's interested. That sounds great. We'll definitely have to have to include the link in the description for this book because I definitely want to read because I, I just know it, especially when it comes to you know the holistic lifestyle, holistic medicine, There's a plethora of information out there. You're always going to learn something different from every person you speak to. So I'm definitely, I'm not much of a reader. I I technically like to listen to audiobooks. So I mean, but I'll get the book just so I can like practice (laughs) being more of a reader. Because I mean, people that know me, they know that I'm always on the go. I'm busy bee. Like I've always moved so quickly And that's just, I try to slow down. That's why meditation, even from years ago when I would, I mean, I would attempt here and there and it's kind of been sprinkled throughout my life, but I've, I've struggled with just being able to sit still and just in the silence. Like it's really hard for for me when I move so much. So (laughs) start off with a few minutes. Yeah. You have to do it for long. You just have to be focused. That's that's where, that's the treasure, is in the focus. And then think about it. Think about the knower when you're in your action. Like, 
who's acting. Mm, yeah. Yeah, that's that's a definitely a good way to think about it, especially because I think because I'm so I'm so scheduled and I always have like an agenda for the day. I'm one of those people like if I put it on the calendar, it's the law, right? I'm like, I have to do this. But then if for some reason I miss it, I get really disappointed. I'm like, darn it. How did I not follow through with that on my calendar? And I, I get discouraged. But luckily, I found apps that really help, you know, through like Calm or Headspace. I'm not sure if you've heard of those apps. Yes. But I definitely, yeah, I definitely want to implement those. But oh my gosh, you have so much wisdom. I feel like I could talk to you for hours just learning about this stuff. It's so, so great. But yeah, tell us where our, our listeners can find you. Okay, I just would like to mention one more thing, and that is on our website, which is Knower. .ca. We ha are just starting a, it's called the Knower Club. Mm -hmm. And everything in the book is in audio and video for children and adults. Oh, that's so, there, so there's maybe about 10 or 12 little lead into meditations, and those would be audios. Little characters go through the poses and the breathing exercises and mantra and then there's some activities and the stories are all read by me and and it's it's with the little characters because i have a book called timeless tales which are all the stories but it's a coloring book for the children and so i have those so they can they can either just listen to it or they can watch the little characters if turning the page and then in there, there's also an area for adults to, to learn how to teach the program. So I just wanted to pull that one in. Yes. So that's on knower.ca. Yes, perfect. Yes, and I see yeah. you're on Facebook and Instagram as well at the Knower Curriculum. So right. yeah, perfect. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. I know me, a bunch of other parents or just workaholics, you know, people that just need to find a way to just unplug and really just be in the stillness. I think that's just so important, especially with the current state of our world right now. So it would help with the stress relief <laughs> and the anxiety. So this has been so perfect. But yes, yeah, so anyone that's listening, Shelly will be in our podcast insiders group. So if you'd like to connect with her, you can find her there. And all of her links will be in the description. And I hope you check out the curriculum she mentioned, especially for parents, because Lord knows <laughs> during this time, it's, it's needed. So thank you so much, Shelly, so much. Oh my gosh, I just feel like I feel like talking to you brought out calm like you just have such a very light aura and vibe and it just made me feel really relaxed I just had to mention it <laughs> well I have to say you're an absolute joy and delight I, I <laughs> and I thought it was your effect on me <laughs> oh my God. so we're just going based off of each other so that's wonderful <laughs> Oh my gosh. Jason, thank you so much. Thank you so much. And tune in next time for our next episode next week. Thank you. Thank you again so much for tuning in with us. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and that it inspired you to try something new holistically. Do you want to connect? Be sure to follow us on all the things, Spotify, Apple, YouTube, and of course, Instagram. We also have our Podcast Insiders Facebook group, and you can find the link in the show notes or in the podcast description box. 
and remember to carpe diem.